Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose twenty pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie, she's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't outtrain her diet, and she lost thirty-eight pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Senior Pastor Naima Cochran. And as always, I have with me my Minister of Helps. No, my Director of the Helps Ministry. Director of the Helps Ministry. Um, Who, are you, are you drinking like a Beaujolais for a Kamala? Like, what is what is this? Uh, this is just um, cocktails. Cocktail Kamala. Kamala. Um, and, you know, as I'm drinking this, I want you all to remember to stop. We do listen, we are always obviously all about the encouragement of the disencouragement of Sean King, right? Like this this is this is this is part of our ministry. Everybody knows this about us already. I also want to implore next to the building fund. It is. I also want to implore and encourage you to ignore the fuck out of Van Jones. We'll have that station another day. Um, but we are going to suspend maybe Barring any antics or shenanigans, our Sean King messaging just to now switch to encourage you to make sure you have a voting plan. We are 50 days out, ladies and gentlemen. And this may be like, like I want y'all, I want y'all to really hear me. If you're watching us on YouTube, I want you to get really close to the screen right now. Look at this. Read this. If we lose this election, do not know when we're going to have another normal election. That may sound like hyperbole. I swear for God, not. if y'all don't see the shit happening, literally, the American experiment is failing massively. This is the this is the last frontier. This is the fi- for everybody who's been wondering who's gonna finally stop Trump. This is the final frontier. And if it didn't matter, they wouldn't be trying so hard to make sure that you don't do it. Um, so we took last week off because I was tired. 
And um, but we're back. We got a lot to dig into. But before we do, there's a lot happening on the bomb feed. So, you know, like every week I do my due diligence as a host and I read through all the various offerings. We have an account, the Dings family, and we do still have a lot. But I wasn't here last week to welcome. We have a new show in the bomb family, um, the Crazy Sexy Cool podcast, Bethany, Meek and Elizabeth Three black millennial women, very fly. Yeah, very fly. Thank you for the thank you for the moves, Karen. I appreciate I I, I appreciate your agility. Um, It's all in it's all in the collarbone. It's it's all in the collarbone. Yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) Anyway, they are every Monday on the bomb feed on Tuesdays. Of course you have the OG black opinions matter podcast. You got us on Wednesdays. You got woke bros on Thursdays, got growing up the same on Fridays. Then you still got the dad pod and the Friday mailbag and pack your knives and all the count the ding stuff. And you can find all of this stuff on YouTube, not just listen to it. You can listen to it wherever you find your podcast, whatever your platform of choice is. But also if you go to YouTube and search count the dings, you can view video of all of us in our splendor. So welcome yeah, to the family. So, well, I, I want to tell the people something about that. Um, oh, people, Lord. we appreciate your downloads and your contributions and your listening. But go to the YouTube page uh, because we are two very attractive people and you should look at us while we're talking. Karen really really be focused. Karen really be focused for y'all. I need I need y'all to understand that Karen really be focused for y'all. Yeah. For me, it depends on the day. But Karen really be trying to give y'all something. Right. Y'all, like y'all next, should. Next, next week, because my pastor informed us that New Edition is back again, back. I'm bringing a music sermon. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, and Johnny. And, and Johnny. Ralph, and Ralph, too. I'm, I'm bringing it back out. And yes. today, as we're seeing, you know, I got my Twitter gear on. Shout out to Goddess. And you know Naima is giving us, like, late 80s, early 90s shoulder action out for y'all. Like, she giving us a little Jody Watley. But you would miss that if you don't go to the YouTube. You see, bow, there you go. Ah. I, like, I uh. like to prefer Lisa Lisa as a reference here for my off-the-shoulder situation. Um yeah. Anyway, yes. So you should go to YouTube and watch us as well, uh, because Karen also makes funny faces sometimes. So it's worth it. Uh, and of course, if all of that is not enough for you, there's also exclusive content on our Patreon channel. So, um, where did we say we're going to go first? Oh, so we have. I'm introducing a new segment. I think Karen. I'm gonna call it like quick kits for the stuff that pop out. We want to touch on, but we know if we get to talking about it, we're going to spend too much time on it, eat it's, up a whole bunch of The spirit is going to move, and we're going to be like a real pastor. You'll be like, I'm almost finished. Yes. And then the sermon goes off for another 45 minutes. Exactly. So, the first thing I want to just mention, and we will probably talk about this more at length as it unfolds, is that Cardi B has apparently filed for divorce from Offset. Oh, it's not um, apparent. I saw the court document. Uh, okay, online, so, it's real. So we, so we ask you to render your prayers mm-hmm. uh, for that family. As, as sister, they, sister Bell Calise, let's lift sister, her sister up. Sister Bell Calise and and little um culture. Mm-hmm. So let's keep them lifted. Let's also keep lifted the Gillum family. Mm. As Andrew Gillum and his wife did mm-hmm. a sit down with Tamron Hall on yesterday. Mm-hmm. or on Monday by the time y'all um, get this to discuss the, I guess scandal is the appropriate word, um, pictures that came out of Andrew early in the summer, mm-hmm. uh, passed out in a hotel room with some men. Um, I'm treading lightly here because while I don't know Andrew, uh, I'm friends with friends. Yeah, we're his, friends with a lot of his yeah, friends. Yeah, we're friends with a lot of his friends and a lot of his wife's friends. And and also, like, I really do, um, I, I want to see him able to progress. Like, in a world where Anthony Weiner can send, Ooh. can go through not one but two dick pic scandals and and still be, still be rolling around, um, I, I believe that Andrew deserves, you know, a chance to move forward. From the ladies, there were not the pictures that the ladies wanted to see at all. That's that's what I was told. So and right. he's still here somehow. So yeah, so yeah, 
And and also, like, he's funny looking anyway. But anyway, first of all, if your last name is Wiener, please don't do no dick pic shit. Like, it's just the headlines write themselves, bro. I don't even know what you was thinking about. So, um, yeah. So, with Andrew, he sat down with Tamron to explain that he identifies as bisexual. Which in and of itself is massive because we do not have still a lot of... I don't think we... Do we have... I don't think there's any gay black men on a national front in politics. Some local... Gay or bisexual. Well, bisexual. Okay. First Let's say queer. Let's say non-cis-hetero okay. black okay. men, right? I'm just um, saying because I don't want you're right. No, you're correct. You're correct. You're correct. So even to to be in that position, not that it should be foreign, even though it still is like bikey ground for whatever reason for black men to admittedly be bisexual, um, because of us as a community, as a culture, we're still evolving in our conversations about sexuality and gender. Um but someone who is currently married on the national stage, I'm assuming that he and his wife are getting ahead of this, not getting ahead of it, but like defining their own narrative and having this conversation so that he can move forward, whether it be on the lobby side or the office side, the public office side. It's a smart business move because otherwise there might always be some other something waiting to fall out of the closet, some pictures, some whatever, even Mm. if the picture can just be misinterpreted. Right. Um, So, you know, I'm I'm curious to I'm curious to see how Andrew moves forward for this, but I, you know, I wish he and his family the best. I cannot imagine what this feels like to go through this publicly. Um so yes, let's keep them RJ, Andrew and RJ. Let's keep on uh, I, the prayer list I as well. I think the lesson in this that I want everyone to learn is to be is honest that, about who you is. Uh, uh, stay out of married folks business. Well, that. That's that's the nugget I want everyone to take home. If you if you haven't signed a contract with another human being, which marriage is? Make sure all married and spouses stay out of married folks' business because that's not your union. Word life and every marriage is different. Mm-hmm. Well, when every marriage is different, all of that. Yeah, strokes the different folks. Amen. So, uh. I also do want to give a shout out to Andre and Nicole Young, better known as Dr. Dre and his wife. I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold that. I'm going to hold that that. for a minute. I'm going to hold that till the end because I got a little bit of a rant on that. But a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But first, but first, this week was an auspicious and blessed week. We using G-R-E words? We using G-R-E words. (laughs) Because... On Sunday evening, live from the Fillmore Theater in Philadelphia, we were blessed to have Patricia Louise Holtz, better known as Patti LaBelle, and Gladys Knight joined together on stage for the Auntie Bowl for the best verses. Sidebar, uh... The Fillmore hosted the Grits and Biscuits in Philly a couple of years back that I thoroughly enjoyed myself. So I knew the framing of that stage as soon as it started. And I was like, this is going to be a good night because I had good times in that building. <laughs> I, I, I knew it was about right. to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So first of all, you know, one of the first things Gladys said at the beginning of the night was there's 150 years up here. But she's 75. I mean, that... Um, Patty said she's 75, Glass is 76. And I just I just wanted to make sure everybody heard that, like heard the magnitude of that, because there are not a lot of artists that we have with us still in that age range who can sit up for two plus hours. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, late in the evening and give energy and banter and still sing in the original key um and have their wits about them um and it was just like there was some i'm really mad at whoever was patty's engineer 
I'm really oh. mad at them. Oh, you mean the dude that just took over, just kept playing extra songs on top of songs and songs and songs? Kept playing extra songs who who didn't do the edits. Like, you know, Patty Gladys had some of her show tracks, so she was doing full songs. Patty had the 90-minute edits, but you could tell that Patty didn't know where her edits were. And mm-hmm. also, they didn't even, whoever edited the songs, I feel like they weren't a Patty fan because they didn't even really edit the, the best, best parts. parts. Exactly. And, and I mean, they didn't have that teleprompter working like she kept asking for. Listen, if you don't know nothing else about Patty LaBelle, please know she needs to use the teleprompter. Needs because, it. As, as you, and, and to go back on your point you said about the 150 years, yeah. here's something, a little factoid I want to drop on y'all. Uh, people that look like us have only been free in this country 157 years. <laughs> right. Right. And I'll just leave it at that. You do the math. Right. So... That's going to let you know the royalty and the history that was on that stage. Like, real history on that stage. Like, Patty and, Patty and Gladys both went from the, the shoe-wop era to, like, they survived the funk and disco era. Um, Gladys started at four years old out, at Morris Brown yeah, singing. Like, have you ever out, performed or been to a talent show or a coordination in the AUC. Shout out to the AUC. We are a very tough crowd. We will boo the <laughs> shit out of you right. and do not care. Like, we make the the Apollo look like a gentle place to be. Like, oh, I have seen ain't it Ain't nobody going to boo no four-year-old baby. Like, but no. if, they, if you were going to get booed, it would be in the AUC. So, <laughs> listen. If she won over Morris Brown back in the day, right. that should let you know she was going to be a star. Um... But they, but you know, they have been through every era, you know, to come out and have like pop hits in while they were like in their early 40s in the 80s, both of them, um, and still keep going. And so the thing about them that I hope people really took away, especially Gladys, who was still in full voice, who was performing all her songs, and motherfucking sequins, and sequins, and and sitting down for almost everything except that, that high note at um neither one of us is that like they gigged all the time like people who came up in that era you performed all the time for your whole life like you talk about we talked about this um my crew including mary who's been here before on our little after show like you talk oh, about those temp- the, I call that the sister girl show. The sister girl show. They call it the afterglow. Uh, the sister girl show. We could call it that too. But that ten thousand, that concept of ten thousand hours, they got that ten thousand hours. You know, they got it. They were well trained, well bred. Like you said, talent shows, um, school shows, church shows, all that before they ever even got Family signed. Reunions. All of that. They done been through four, five different types of groups before they even got their deal. Patty, especially, had been through like three, four different iterations before she even got signed so like you have to keep that in mind and this is what they do like this is what they do in out all day every day and it was just so lovely also to just hear two elders talk about pound cake and socket to me cake and and like your grand and how many and how yeah the only thing they could have said that would have been more black is seven up cake and like, oh my God, I'm hungry. And, and like, how your how many grandbabies you got? And you know, like just the flip phone and, and the flip phone. And you know, such and such passed, right? Yeah, he passed. Well, but like the, the those were my aunts. Those were my that was my grandma. Her friends when I was younger. Like that whole thing just felt so familiar to me. What what was your favorite part, Karen? What was your take? Um. The quote I tweeted was just Brandy and Monica. Yeah. Work it out. Shit out. <laughs> work, work it, it out, out. Whatever it was. She said, work that out. And I was like, yo, that is the most OG auntie grandma advice ever. Like, don't give a fuck what happened to cause the beef. And she probably work does. Cons- she probably really does consider them her nieces, not just in the business. Because, you know, Leo is Gladys, was Gladys' actual niece. So um, she probably does really consider them like her little her little nieces. And I also do love that, like the love they have for each other, but also the love that they do express for 
the women behind them, which is how Monica and Brandy came up because they were shouting out like Mariah and Mary and, you know, some of the other girls. Um, but they would consider like the babies, even though these women are like 40 Brown, yeah. um, coming up behind them. I just I just thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, you know, there were a lot of jokes what, about what were you eating while watching? So, I know I had prepared um, some grilled pork chops and some collards and okay. some rice and gravy. Okay. And I had picked up an Intamin's pound cake from the store because I didn't feel like baking. But okay. I had to pace myself because, you know, the itis. Kicks in. It's undefeated. It does kick in. It is undefeated. And Never I had to, And I had to do the afterglow. And, you know, they Sister ain't wrap girl, up sure. till after 10 o'clock. And I didn't want to be sleepy. You know, so okay. I, had to, I had to pace myself. But I did love that. I loved how much um, pageantry and ceremony we collectively put around the verses. Like, I had on a caftan. Mm-hmm. You know, people had to have their drinks ready. They were cooking meals. Oh, they had listen. looks. I uh, one of my homegirls here in the shop had some some people over. You know, some quarantine people we trust. Small group, little pie. There was uh, some cornbread, some macaroni, some greens, Cornish hens, some uh, some champagne. Ah, oh, champagne. There, there okay. was some uh, some medicinal things going around. Uh, <laughs> People were having a time. That sounds like quite a spread. People were having a time. <laughs> you know, you know, Sunday was a good night. Watch a little Lovecraft country after it was over, you know. Had a good time. And we're going to get to that, dude. Yeah, Sunday was a good night. That was that was a good time. Um, my mama was watching as well, as were many mothers. Every, everywheres, everywheres. Um, yeah, I, I appreciated that. So, so thank you. To Tim and Swiss for understanding that we needed that, um, and the numbers were good too. They had five, they had four hundred fifty, five hundred thousand people on IG Live. I don't know what the numbers were yet on um, Apple Music. I haven't looked at Versus's um, Versus Effects stats. I tweeted at Versus that they should also call Walmart and see what the patty pies increase was as people prepared for a Sunday. Versus needs to um, also. Because we had to some a little technical difficulties, uh, had to YouTube it for a little bit because some mm-hmm. stuff was going out, and I was wondering, I wonder what these uh, streaming YouTube numbers also look like because there were a number of streams mm. on YouTube to, to choose from. I saw at least ten. Well, you, they had their own happening on YouTube too. Yeah, they had their own. That was a little spotty, but they had some other people, yeah. you know content that, it was split screen too that um that actually reminds me people were doing that with uh teddy and babyface because the band because everybody couldn't get on ig live it was like it was like bootlegging the fight yeah <laughs> the way we will do which, it which you know black people will do if there is a fight and listen in a minute but that but now they bootlegging the verses so that and you that, can find that 75 be a little cheap sometimes because <laughs> i ain't got a pay-per-view i just gotta just, you got to figure it out. And I gotta, we going to figure this out. You're going to figure it out. Okay. Um, any, oh, and I and I called it. I called it that Dion, that they were going to put Dion in a car and bring her down from Jersey to do um, Superwoman. I did not call That's What Friends Are For, but it was a sweet moment. Dion, can I go back and put my jeans back on? Warwick. That was one of the best lines of the night. <laughs> That's she what said she that. Said. She was like, what we doing next? They was like, we're going to put my jeans back on. They said, we're going to see you after a while. And I said, well, all right. I love it. Um, I, I, I really did love the love between them. And also, shout out to Patty for always having immaculate wigs. Immaculate wigs. Immaculate. Oh, oh I, I do remember And for that. doing That's live funny. touch-ups. No. Oh, I say, so like when y'all start seeing me put mirror out because I feel like I need to reapply my lip gloss or something, Patty just let me know that all of that was okay. I just need to get a more ornate hand mirror so that I that can do that. Not a that was the hand mirror from the Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> from Sleeping That's Beauty. That's what that was. <laughs> also, I have never seen a stunt like that. Like, forget the Louis luggage. The trunks. She, not just she, like, the trunks. She switched red bottoms. Yes. Mint performance. Like all you other new young chicks got one pair. Patty, <laughs> been, Patty has been doing the shoe game for a very, very, very long but, time. But we already know she had the shoe game because she yeah. took them off to switch. Yes. 
I was like, oh, that that's that's what we yeah. do. Okay. Patty was like, listen, I ain't been able to get my shoes off in in live performance, so I'm gonna get it off right now, right now. I I appreciate it. I really want to know what perfume each of them have. I want to oh, know how they smell. I saw the best tweet of the night was, I know that room smells like white diamonds. And I had tears in my eyes. So you know white diamonds is my nickname from our mutual, you, our mutual. I feel like you, you poured in your bath water. I just, <laughs> I just feel like that is something. If there is a cake, I don't wear it, caller, but you I don't, it's not that I wear it, but my man, my mannerisms and my lifestyle are akin to someone who would possibly wear white diamonds. Yes, this is correct. Um, yes. So. Do you have a fur throw? Like, I feel like... A fur, like a fur blanket or a fur like the cape coat with throw? The, no, I'm talking about the scarf and the cape joint because I feel like... I don't have the scarf and the cape joint, but I have four fur coats. Do you? It's one white and silver. No, but one is gray. Does it have it's the white It's a pretty in? gray. It's got a little bit of white streaks, but the thing is, like, white... Fur coats are hard to keep clean, so it's like oh, it's like oh, it's a gray. Yeah, you only wear them like once every five years, right? That on my that I want my coat to be something I can utilize. So it's gray and it's got a little bit of white. It's a fox. It's got a little bit of white in it. It's very puffy and fluffy and curl. Anyway, let me stop. Um, moving on, okay. and that was really sad because I only got I did get it out once there before I was in the house. Um. So, where was I going to next? Oh, we did not get a chance to yet really properly celebrate uh, P-Valley, which the season finale was last Sunday? No, two weeks ago. Not this Sunday past, but last Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. last Sunday, because we were off last week. And we haven't really yet gotten into Lovecraft Country yet. Two really great... um, Modes of storytelling, both helmed by black women, Katori Hall for P-Valley, who first staged it as a play and workshopped it and developed it over some years um, with Uncle, with the um, Nico, Uncle, I can't remember his last name right now, who plays Uncle he Clifford. He's just Uncle Clifford from here for the rest of the was um, Uncle Clifford. He was in the stage production. I think he's the only cast member that came over from the stage production. Um, so Katori Hall and then uh, Misha Green for... Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, which I need to. I think I'm going to try to dig into the book uh, this weekend. Maybe. No, I don't. I, I, I just want to go where the show takes us. I don't. I don't want to know. I. I mean, I enjoy it, but I also am just really curious now, like what additional details might be in the book, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um. So for P Valley, I know we talked about it briefly in here, but one of my friends said something about P Valley, which I realized this is what I love about it, like. P-Valley could just be no shots to the Players Club, but P-Valley could have interesting could have easily just been like the Players Club, the series, right? It could have just been that. Not that the Players Club wasn't good for what it was. Players Club, but, cinematic classic. Like, let, let's, let's, let's respect. Mm, let's respect okay. Dr. Let, it's a cinematic classic. Okay. Um, Stripping but, started over in Africa. <laughs> like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely prime Bernie Mac. And 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 it's the role that Lisa Lisa will always be diamond to everybody, um, but Katori had um, mostly female directors, and what one of my friends pointed out that I think I had not really been able to put my finger on before is that possibly because she was using women directing, there was an appreciation of the bodies, the movement, the dancing, even even the sexual scenes that. We're not about raunchiness. We're not about sexual exploitation, right? Like yeah. you could tell they weren't being shot to be sexy. They were being shot to be beautiful or artistic or to just have the right like to they were shot to look amazing, but they weren't shot to be titillating. Does that make sense? They they this wasn't a series or a show to watch just because I'll say this just because you want to see some titties. Are titties titties in it? Yes, because it's about strippers. But this is a show that is shot from a cinematographic view as that you understand the power 
the grace and the beauty of the female black body. Correct. And also they are always in control. And also it really does highlight like the club really is a background for stories, right? Like the club isn't the center of the story. It is aside from uncle Clifford's story. It is the background for stories. And I think that's the other key. Like it is, it is a show about strippers, but not a show about stripping. Yes. And, and I think that's important because it would be really easy not to have it be that, but the poll work that we do see really also does emphasize, like I had a little bit of a debate with um, somebody I know from South Carolina earlier because he said that for the past 20 years, we've been glorifying strippers. And I was like, what you got to understand is that now they are acrobats. So even so now you might see a lot of women on Instagram on the, you know, doing pole work, but pole work is now considered like a form of fitness because it requires so much core work and so much upper body strength that, um, cause I had actually posted the woman who, um, did the bot, the body double for Mississippi for young murders performance. And like, she went in little murder, little nigga, um, <laughs> as Clifford calls <laughs> little nigga. Um, but she went in and he was like, not that I don't like the show, but it just seems like we glorify and all these people got only fans. And I was just like, listen, Anything that has to do with sex work or anything sex related, these are the oldest and most consistent forms of business in the world. Yeah, so it's that's, like that's literally what you should have told them. Like, look, all, I did tell them that. Yeah, we we deem it. Not, look, it's none of it's new. What's new is there's not the same level of shame, and that makes it makes people uncomfortable. It makes people uncomfortable that folks aren't uncomfortable about it anymore, right? Like, you're not supposed to be okay with the world knowing that you work at a strip club. or You're not... The OnlyFans is supposed to be secret. And the fact that people don't give a fuck is, like, rubbing some folks the wrong way. But it points to the the problem with the original mentality that this should have been shameful. Like, we are talking about bartending, prostitution, or what we call sex work now and stripping are the three oldest <laughs> businesses yeah. in human history. So right. why are we shaming the three things people have made money at since the beginning of time? And not only made and money, shaming. that people have spent money on, which but also, has been valued in every era of life. But also the shame, the shaming, this is what I find most fascinating and telling is the shame comes in. People try to shame women or act aghast when the women themselves aren't ashamed that they're doing it. Right. And the thing is that if you yourself aren't ashamed that you're doing it, then what that actually means is that you are doing it on your terms with your own agency. You're in control. You are able to like only fans, only fans is sex work without having to deal with clients in person without having to go to sketchy locations without having to deal with a pimp taking away the potential physical abuse yeah like you're it's a safe it's a safer space you control the content you give you give what you want same with cam work right like you do what you want so it's 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 fascinating but also not to me that the fact that now women are in greater positions of of power to be able to dictate what they do, how they do it, how it's perceived, how it's received, they make from it, et cetera. It's like, oh my God, you know, the culture today, we fail in the baby. No, people always been doing this. It's just, you just are more aware of it. And it's not a secret. It's not, it's not shameful. It's not hidden. Like this is what it is. Anytime men lose power, they do not know how to act. And anytime women have problems with other women gaining more power is because those women are still affected by the dumb patriarchal shit that other men put into their head. Yeah. That's the issue. Unfortunately, self, listen, self propagating patriarchy is real. It's real. Um, how are you feeling about Lovecraft? Look, someone, I literally just got off a conversation with some, with two friends and we were catching up Mm. over FaceTime. haven't spoken in a while back in the A, and they asked me, I was talking about it, and they was like, what is it? I'm about to get on everyone's been asking. And this was my answer. I can't explain this shit. 
but it's amazing. I was like, it's horror, <laughs> it's racism, it's monsters, it's weird shit, it's historical, it's, right. it's educational, and it's funny as hell, and the soundtrack is bomb. I do not know where this series is going, but I am locked in for this ride. Every episode, it goes off, and the little HBO symbol comes back on, and I say, what the fuck was that? Right. But and then I'm you like, go back and watch it But again. I'm like, I'm watching this shit next Sunday, though. Yeah. And the main reason is not because the, the gems and the great storytelling, like when we had the back and forth on Twitter with old girl, and it was another one of those moments where I had to catch myself. Because when we talked about a couple episodes ago oh. about to lift every voice and sing, I had to remember I grew up in a household where I just black history. Black well, we history were talking about some of the we were talking about some of the Easter eggs in the show. Yeah, the black history Easter yeah. eggs in the show. And I yeah. was just like, when you grow up in that, you just have this false sense that like, why doesn't everybody know that? And I have to catch myself sometimes, and sometimes I'd be like, "You black, you're supposed to know this." But that show is phenomenal, and I am so, so happy that a woman I have been in love with for all of my life since Eve's body <laughs> and Journey Smollett is getting her due because the world is finally seeing how great of an Journey actor is, is because killing I it. If you are a Journey Smollett fan like me, Letitia Lewis, or Letitia fucking Lewis as she calls herself, mm-hmm. Is what if you remember her role in the Great Debaters when she was Samantha Book with an E? I'm like Letitia right. Lewis is who Samantha Book with the E would have been if she grew up. Right. And I also think I also think I also think Letitia Lewis is who um Journey. I can't is. even remember her name. No, I can't remember when she was in Eve's Bayou. I also think she she always plays a very strong willed, yep. strong minded um Don't character. Don't take no shit, even as a little kid. Sexy without don't even take no trying. Shit. Just like gorgeous. Which, by the way, if you guys have never seen Eve's Bayou. That shit is a classic. Please watch it. It's a beautiful movie. And it's it's a it's a black movie that doesn't... Frame of 2020. It's a black movie that doesn't seem... Um, like, a, it's not a story that seems like it would have been super exceptional, but at the time oh, that it that came out, caused. a story, it was, it was, um, at the time I called it literary because it was a movie that felt like reading a book and we didn't have a lot of those for black movies at that and time, right? And the subject right? matter was touchy. And the subject matter out. was touchy, especially considering we never got, the movie purposely never gave us finite answers as to (laughs) what actually happened right um and it was just so i just thought it was i just thought it was gorgeous i just thought it was a gorgeous movie and just so well done and i still think to this day that it is um what's my girl's name uh not journey megan good I think it's like, even though Megan Good was like 12 or 13, I really think it's like one of her best Lynn roles Whitfield. because it was it was one of the roles where she wasn't typecast yeah. at all. After that, you know, Megan became like... The pretty girl. Whatever. Looking yeah, for love. That. So, right. But um, so, like, All your favorite actors are in East Bayou. <laughs> correct. Sam Jackson, Lynn Whitfield. Um, what's Angie's... I'm, not, I'm calling her Angie, and that is not her name. I'm calling her Angie because of the soaps. Oh, hey, um, oh the OG legend. The, the, the mama, yeah. Tasha's mama on power. Uh, <laughs> her name will come back to me. Uh, uh, is it Debbie? Debbie something. Yes. Her, Debbie Morgan? Debbie Morgan, yes. Okay. I call her Angie because I know her as Angie on One Life yep. to Live. Um, OG legend. I think it was Jesse. Jesse and Angie? What's her name, Angie? Anyway. Um, yeah, everybody's in the back. I don't remember. I just knew they was on there. I didn't actually watch that soap. I was I was over on CBS watching what Victor Newman and them was doing. So anyway, um, yeah. So shout out to Lovecraft Country. Shout out to uh, Jonathan Abrams. I think Jonathan's last name is and them. Uh, arms. Jonathan Abrams has every, listen every year. Shout I have paid Jonathan attention. Abrams. There is a new black actor or celebrity that, that black women are like. Him. We ain't there yet with him because I don't think he's not on socials, so he don't thirst trap. But I saw him last year in the last Black Man in San Francisco, and I was really impressed. I with could his get work. into that movie. 
it's a different kind of joint, but I was really impressed with him. Um, and he was on something else before this, and I've forgotten what the it is already. Bloods. But the Five Bloods, and now he's about to join the MCU uh, family. And Get that money, those dog. arms, Get that money. those arms look like somebody who's prepared for an MCU movie. So, Shout out to you, Jonathan. Before twenty twenty, I guarantee you that black women are going to have y'all meet and be like him. Watch, after it's coming. It. It's coming. It wasn't before because sometimes, like he's depending on the angle. Sometimes you'd be like, "Is he cute? Is he not? Does mm. he look goofy? Y'all, I can't tell." But then he year. was in a. But then he was in a white. But then he was in the wife beater, and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, yes, there we go." Okay. I'm gonna stop being creepy, but anyway, yeah, shout out. Um, you grow, he grow, shoot your shot. Listen, I'm I'm older than him, but it's fine. We said, uh, I said I was gonna save Dre and Nicole. We 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 were gonna talk about this last week, and then we took the week off. But I, I kind of wanna. It kind of flows into something else. You and I said we were gonna talk about. So. Dr. Dre's wife, uh, Nicole, has filed for divorce. They've been married for 24 years. They got married before his aftermath deal, right? She had been previously married to an NBA player, gotten divorced. She's an attorney. They got married before his aftermath deal at a time when his money, he was Dre, but his money wasn't really great because, like, he got beat out of the NWA deal. He was beat in his death row deal. He didn't get no money when he left death row. Exactly. He didn't even give it to his master's. Uh, and so she's basically been with him while he's built the entire fortune. But also she's been with him for 25 years, which is a long fucking time. Um, we also know that he's an abuser. So, you know, she has, she has brought up abuse. She has brought up, um, even though her filing was under irreconcilable differences, apparently, you know, there have been a lot of arguing and fighting. He told her to get the hell out of the house. Something about a gun. We have recorded there was, there was a lot. of him doing this before she even showed up on the scene. Correct. Right? Which he had apologized for and said that he was a family man and married and moving on and blah, 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 blah whatever. So, as these things are wont to go, there are people who check court filings for things of this nature. Divorce, filings, lawsuits, etc. If you are a journalist and, and up, your job is to work the courts, I've done this every day. You go down yeah. to the courthouse and they go through the public records. You ask yeah. for them and you look for things that are out of the norm to write stories on. And then when you see Correct. public names, that is your story. So when people be like, that's the media trying to bring somebody down. No, 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 no. This no, is part it's of our public job, record. And it's public record. And anybody that is a citizen can ask for these exact same copies. We just right. do the work, ask questions, and make the phone calls and write this stuff. And and you know, if you're if you're if you're TMZ, you have people in the court who call you to say, Hey, somebody just filed this thing right Which here. Y'all might want to get on this. As fuck, um, which Harvey Levin knows because he's an attorney. But anyway, um, so Nicole and Dre are going through a bit of a contentious divorce because she did sign a prenup in 96, but she says she signed it under duress and she signed it with the representation of an attorney that Dre provided for her. Mm. And, but that two years later, he ripped it up ripped all copies of it up saying that he knew it was unfair and that from that point on they moved forward as though there were no prenup in their marriage. So that's one thing I want to set to the side. But secondly, the process is that as you are going, and I'm explaining all of this because part of what's wrong is that niggas really don't know how shit works. So the other process is that while you are going through your divorce settlement and trying to reach agreements, you can petition for a spousal support. The state of California has a standard form that you complete or your attorney completes, no matter what your income bracket is, no matter what your lifestyle is. And it has set budget line items. Oh, I saw the image of the budget line items and somebody posted it. 
on. Me, I posted that was you? it because I wanted because I wanted people to shut this, the fuck this up. This is so, such a good passer. Listen, I'd be trying. Listen, I'd be got, trying to give the people can we context. Get you, John Gray's pool pick because that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to sit down with John Gray, but that's a whole other conversation. Ooh, what if we got him on the pod? This that's some heat. He don't want. He don't. We know. That's some heat. I don't want because you know oh, them people I, be like oh, you trying to bring down a man of God. I'm, I'm built for this. Hey, so anybody out there that knows him and if he wants to come and talk, can clear his name or have a one on one. I'm ready. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want that no, Christian heat. To be honest with you, look into my eyes. What's popping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I, got so the, the, I got journalists of the year awards over here in this corner. What's happening? Let's do you this. are so silly. Mm-hmm. So the petition is filed, and the line items of stuff like entertainment, cell phone, and internet. You know, they're really basic laundry, dry cleaning, like education, basic ass shit. Gas right? money. <laughs> yeah, and so the total amount that. Nicole Young is asking for right now is two million, which is probably also a number her lawyer put in, knowing giving himself room to negotiate. Pocket, pocket change, pocket change, pocket right? Change. But you know, so here's what happens, and this this is where my rant comes in. Every time millionaires get divorced, and the terms of their divorce settlements become public record. Negroes who barely make six figures got a whole lot to say about what wives are asking for. And it's like, unless you have any kind of understanding about what it means to maintain a 70 figure a month overhead, which you don't. I really need y'all to sit it out because they don't try to really equate it to. So, for example, Dre makes an estimated $197 million a month. Estimated. So what she's asking for would be the equivalent of if if you made $197,000 a year, this would be like I'm asking for $2,000 a month. Right. $2,000 a month is not. My that ain't my living that ain't my monthly living expense. That's a portion of it. That definitely isn't the entirety. I, I could people, not live off two thousand dollars. Correct, but people got stuck on stuff like, well, what she need this much money in this line item for, and what she need this much money in entertainment, which for in this case could also include travel, could also include whatever. Like they're taking private jets on vacation, bro. Like you don't know, but also like it's not our business. It's clearly above my pay grade. Like clearly above my pay grade. I don't even know what it's like to have to manage household staffs and fleets of 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 um automobiles and cars and you probably got whole staff on your cell phone bill and you know what I'm saying like I don't I don't know I don't know what those things are and all kinds of insurance policies and all kinds of things for things security I don't I don't know that life I have no idea what goes into financing life on that level so I understood that I couldn't that I was not in a position to break down those line items however what amazes me is the people who will be like do you really think she deserves to walk away with four hundred million after twenty five yes. years? Does any but does but also does any human deserve four hundred million for any fucking thing? That's yes. a ridiculous question. But worst case scenario, worst case scenario, Dre still has a half a billion dollars, and like it's not passive income. A lot of that is Apple stock. This nigga can sit on his couch for the rest of his life and still just have residual income. Correct. Coming in. So, like, I don't understand. Karen, like, I remember when Bezos got divorced and people were apoplectic. Oh, I was like, get that white Nigga, woman. Niggas money. who don't know that white woman Jeff Bezos money. from a hole in the ground. Like, at that point, like, the amount of Jeff money Jeff Bezos had to give his wife, it's like conceptual. Like, we don't even understand it. Like, we can, it's like, it's like God, right? It's like, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. That kind of money is not something I can even wrap my head around. And and people were really pressed for Jeff Bezos, who, by the way, has made all that money back just since shutdown. Yeah. Karin, can you explain to me why people be so concerned uh, about yeah, yes, pockets yeah. that will never be there? Yes, yes, it's a three-pronged answer. One, you were being okay. very nice. And all that whole rant, you could have just summed up in one sentence. 
broke niggas need to stop worrying about rich niggas' finances. Um, this is a brilliant. Two, when it comes to divorce, I am an equal opportunist. It doesn't yes. matter to sex. When Bezos' wife wanted that money, I said, pay that white woman. Dr. Dre's <laughs> wife wanted want that money, I said, pay that black woman. When Kendall wanted his money for Mary J. Blige, I said, pay that black man. But let me tell you why I didn't. Because Kendall no, me, was me, asking for money for kids who were not married. Yep. And Kendall cheated. Listen. Fault matters. I understand. Fault matters. But this wasn't about fidelity. We was talking about finances. But I also am talking about fault because when Larsa Pippen was asking for her money, I was like, don't give her shit. But that's nah, but you or know, maybe not I don't give her shit. Give her but, money because you can't tell me Scotty ain't did the same thing. This is correct. it just felt bad because it was future and we know how future <laughs> right. I'm an equal terror. I'm an equal opportunist, so I didn't care. But look, man, it this this situation reminded me as you were breaking down all the stuff she was asking for is a joke that Chris Rock did in one of his specials. I forgot that he ended it. That literally changed my life when I heard it because when he said it, I was like, I had never heard anything truer than this. When he was, he, the, the premise of the joke is that men don't regress sexually. Women don't regress financially. If a man... Mm. It's starting early, gets French kissed, he is never going back to regular kisses. If you do, if a woman does super nasty stuff to him, every woman after that has to do that at minimum. Women, if a dude got a car, she ain't dealing with dudes with bikes no more. If a dude flew in her out, nude out, shout out to City Girls, she ain't buying tickets no more to see a dude. Like, correct. So, this is accurate. to a certain lifestyle based on what her spouse provided. Now, given that you gave her educational and career background, we know that she can finance herself a lot of this stuff for herself if she wanted to. However, right. once you give a woman something and show her something, especially black women, because y'all are the only ones I deal with, you mm-hmm. cannot regress. And that is usually where black men mess up is that at the beginning... We want to wine and dine you to get you. In- and women will tell you, don't do anything you can't maintain. Keep that same this energy. This is why I tell fellas, start. I tell start, men at the beginning. Start of- low, work up. Because if but wait, but high, not so low. But, but see, that this brings us to the next topic. Not, the same way. not, not so low. Not because, because, right. Because that's the other thing. So the other thing that happened was that the other day on the TL, as you know, every once in a while, there's a conversation about dating on the TL and, and the bar just be rolling down the motherfucking steps as, as we go on. Um, so this week it was about somebody saying that there's nothing wrong with a walking date. And he was saying, if I got to get, if, if to get to know shorty, I got to blow a check, then she got to go. And I got money, but I noticed and this is where i'm really glad i just want to say before you rendered this message that you're about to inform the people you went on as i saw your tweets roll down my timeline i saw in my mind how feverishly you were typing on your keyboard (laughs) i saw it i heard the keyboard clicks and i was just like oh i'm gonna keep refreshing this page because this shit is about to get good well, because there's a couple of things, right? And I bring and I bring these things up every time this conversation comes up because it's insane to me. The first thing is what I think men don't understand, and maybe there are some chicks out here who are really like this, but I have never asked any nigga to spend any money on me for a meal that I won't spend for myself for a meal. Like what I'm not gonna do is lower my own standards for what I'm going to eat, crave have partake in whatever because I'm with show ass. So like me and my girls go to dinner and the check be hundreds of dollars, right? Because we are that greedy and we drink that much. I'm not saying you got to do the same. I'm just saying, understand that I'm, this is not an exception. It's not like I'm using you to do some shit I wouldn't normally do. I know that may not be the case for everybody, but it's the case for a lot of people I know. Like, this is what we do. The second thing is, like, 
all these conversations about first dates, how much first dates cost and what they are, what it really sounds like to me is niggas just want to do the bare minimum. Like, what is the bare... And, and they That's disguise it. it as tests. And they disguise it as tests. Like, well, I want to see if she really wants me for me. And I'm like, but what That's are you doing it. to show her that you want her besides doing the bare motherfucking That's not it. minimum? That's not it. Then what is it, This Karn? is what it is. Um, as I just got a text from my producer, it says we're going long. Um, <laughs> this is what happens. There are dudes that date with intention and there are daters. Okay. I am not a dater. Dudes that are okay. daters say stuff like walking dates and complain about the prices of dates because they go on so many dates, the financial burden of the dates catch up with them. I am someone okay. that if you really know me and my friends would tell you, I don't spend, I barely spend money on myself. If I'm going to spend money on a woman, it's because I really, really like her. So if I am going mm. on a date with you, I do not care how much it costs because this interaction, this moment we're about to share, is priceless. If you start doing that, then this conversation about how much shit costs wouldn't matter. But you out here trying to holler at everything moving. But well, it's, that's it's the problem, your right? And you don't if, know how to financially be fiscal and responsible. But also, that's the problem. So, right, there are some dudes. I think it's deep. I think that's one thing. I think it's deeper than that, too. Because I think another factor is there are some dudes that are hollering at women who you know are wine and dine women, but you don't want to wine and dine. So, if you don't want to wine and dine, don't holler at wine and dine chicks. Some chicks are wine and dine chicks. Stay, stay, Me, stay in your weight class, players. Stay in right. your weight class. Me, I'm not necessarily a wine and dine person, but you have to have a plan. Like, you have to, to me, we're like, we're going to do X, and then we're going to do Y. And then maybe next time I come up with the plan or whatever. But if you just hit me with the, we just going to ride around, we just going to go for a walk. Like, we're not walking to a destination. We don't have, like... And then after the planned stuff, the unplanned stuff can unfold, which is when dates get fun. But there has to be a plant like one dude said something to me yesterday about they shouldn't take longer than 90 minutes i was oh, like 90 minutes is not worth a, me getting dressed in my date. house that's a podcast episode like 90 minutes is not worth me getting dressed and leaving my <laughs> we house on a date. this is six seven hour day i'm saying like i need to know this is a three or four hour commitment man that's what i'm expecting and carving out time for 90 day, 90 minutes i can't what i can't learn anything about your ass in 90 minutes what the fuck is that what is that? That's that coffee date bullshit. And this is why they people don't be not. So the other thing is that I think that for our, for our younger people, all this online interaction, they've lost the ability to actually interact with people in person mm -hmm. somehow. But ultimately, one of my points is, as I bring up often, nobody is that has game. These conversations, nobody has game. Y'all know how to fucking talk to women. That's another problem. But also like. People always jump from, I'm not paying for dinner, to we need to sit in my car and drink tap water, or shorty needs to ride with me to do my Uber Eats deliveries or some whatever bullshit. And I'm like, in the middle of all of that are like museum dates, outdoor picnics. concerts, um, picnics, picnics, always a win. bowling, Damn. pool, Just get you, a blanket you know, Dave and Buster's, you in there. <laughs> skating. Um, there's so many other things that you can do and people don't think of any of that shit. Like, they just be like, it's dinner or we're going to sit in my car or we're going to sit in your house. That's actually what it ends up getting to. We're going to sit in your house. And like, you know what's also my really thing is like, all that day? translates, all that translates to no effort to me. Like, you just don't feel like putting in any effort. But you, it, listen, fellas, I have been there when you don't have it, but I would tell you, um, but be the dude who doesn't have it, but she sees the potential in you that you will have it one day. Let me start by saying that. And how does that happen? Um, one of those one of those great days is the hey, I'm about to pick you up, ride with me. We about to go to the grocery store. We're gonna find some things and then I'm going to cook for you. But that also you have to know how to cook. But Correct. Look, man, this is about the thing you said about dudes who punch over their weight. I'll give y'all a little truth moment. I recently shot a shot in a DM at a, uh, a, a celebrity that we all know I'm not going to name. 
that is above. Oh, I'm gonna need you to text oh, me right now. I'm not gonna I, say I'm definitely, but it's also above my punching weight. But okay. um, I know that they are of the wine and dine type. However, they know the uh, the rise that my career has been on is currently on and will continue to be on. And I have a, so you're on their watch and list. And I now. have a motherfucking plan. Now, I didn't get the response I wanted from the message, Maybe, but that doesn't right. mean she didn't respond yet. There is still hope. However, I did not mm-hmm. show up pussyfooted around, as my grandma would say. Um, so, therefore, you know, have your shit together, fellas, because when you right. sit us together, sometimes when you don't check all the boxes, but she knows that you will check them at some point in your life, you can get a lot further right. than you thought you ever would. Right, right, right. And I'm going to sit my mind. This is all true. <laughs> all right so the lessons we have learned today are stay out of other people's mar- stay out of people's mm-hmm. marriages uh mind your own finances mm-hmm. mind the money that you understand i just sent, Again, i just sent you the name the bible says that god's ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our mm-hmm. thoughts you know, it's the same way. Oh, nigga, you was really out here being aspirational. Oh, no, okay. oh, oh, no, there, um, no, there has been conversation and back and forth for years. Okay. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I don't play games. Um, I can't win, boo-boo. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I don't play games. Um, I can't win. And I don't deal with women I can't have. Okay? Mm-mm. Well, all right. That's another lesson. That's another lesson to have. Um, and what was our third? Oh, in terms of punching above your weight class. Here's the thing. Again, if you are a nigga with no money trying to get at a woman, a woman who likes oh, niggas with money, a woman, uh, that's how they spell women, it on Twitter. Women, women, trying to get at a <laughs> trying to get at a woman who you know likes dudes with money, you can't then complain that she don't want to give you a shot because you ain't got no money. You knew what it was. Man. You knew what it was. You, you knew the knew dress code before you walked in the club. You knew what it was. You knew what it was. But but the funny thing is that those same dudes who be like, you just need to give me a chance and you need to be with me while I'm building and I need a queen to help me build my empire, be like, but does are $400 million after 25 years? It be the same. It be the same. Is it Ushi Wally or is it one mic? Like, it be the same dudes. Nah, it's still not same answer that dude. question. Same dude to be like, help me write this business plan, Ma. We could take over the world. Be like, what does she do to deserve all that money she asking for after 25 years? Bogus ass motherfuckers. All right. That's our time, y'all. As always, we thank you for being with us. You could be listening to anything in the world right now or watching, but you're watching us. You're tarrying with us. We appreciate the fellowship. We hope you feel love. Like, subscribe, comment, share, rate, you know, all those wonderful things. Holler at us. Tell us how you feel. Um, Again, put together your voting plan. Expect shenanigans from 45 and them. Put together, have a plan. Are you going in person? Are you voting by mail? If If you are voting by mail, did you request your ballot yet? Also, watch out for it, because I heard that some of them, depending on what state you're in, are coming looking like a Trump pamphlet. Um, do, do what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, next week, I will be getting online, as I'm new to the state of Illinois as a new resident. I will be finding my local polling place and figuring out the locations closest to me where I can go early vote. Also, yes, check polling places because they change. Check and make sure you're still registered. You can go to whenweallvote.org and check that you are still registered um, because they do purge polls, especially. And here's the thing. If you are a dem, and I'm going to assume most people listen to us are liberal. I'd be no You especially need to check because those are the those are the roles that they tried the hardest to purge for various reasons. It could be because you didn't vote in the midterms, it for any other reason. So oh, check it just could and, be because you's a nigga and they hate us. Also that. So check and make sure you're still registered. Also, if you are able to take that day off, please find out about volunteering as a poll worker in your state. Poll workers are historically over the age of fifty or sixty. And white. Um and, and there is a nationwide shortage expected this year. 
They desperately need it. It is a lot of hours. It is a time commitment and the money doesn't match the hour, but it is a huge public service. And this year of all years, I think we'll need it. Um, so yeah, that's my spiel. Because that's our time card. the next president will probably pick two Supreme Court justices. And Which is so important. Let us, let, let's protect women's bodies and not fuck up this abortion shit because Jesus, let's stay out of women's wombs. Because of Tim Scott. Is that his name? Who knows? Who else did he? Who else did he say he was um, nominating? One of them, um, Ted Cruz, uh, possibly. Let I tell you, I'm leaving on the next train. I don't know when I'll be back again. Okay. Uh, any last words, Karn? Um, you know, um, stop giving that white man your money, but also vote, 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 register, get online, figure out where you got to go, how you gonna do it, mail early, day of, take the day off. Yep. All Ask that. your boss, can you get PTO? Do something like. Talk to your parents. Figure out for them. I've been having a conversation with my father from last month telling him not to do no mail-in ballot, but to figure out how to go early vote and figure it out in my home state uh, and gave him the URL to figure out how you can go early and get it done early. Um, each one, teach one. Yeah. Each one, teach one. Amen. All right, guys. We will see y'all next week. Good night or good day, whatever time it is where you're listening. <laughs>